0: Thank you for listening to Your Story Matters. If you have a comment or question about one of our guests or would like to suggest a guest, you may do so at www.yourstorymatters.net. Changing the world one story at a time. Today we have a special guest with us, Hemant Gupta. He is author of two fascinating books, Road to Digital Divine and Joy from Deep Within. He's also a full-time corporate person and a speaker. Welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you, Angela. It's uh, it's my pleasure to be on the show. Uh, I must say that when as I was preparing for this interview, I I was uh, looking, I was reading your uh, your story, and it was just truly fascinating. It's it's a story full of inspiration and courage, and it's just wonderful that the way you are acting, per your core. Uh, core self, Mm -hmm. the nature of your core self.
0: Well, I appreciate that, I really do, and thank you so much because I think that's something and I think you're going to share some of that, how we all should live and can live and we'll find a lot more happiness, peace and joy. But before we talk about the two books and the research you've done to come up with your theories, I would love for you to share with the listeners some of your background story some of where you've come from, what's kind of evolved for you to even be interested in the two books, the topics of the two books that you wrote.
1: Very good. Uh, let me uh, start out with uh, let's say I would call that a phase one. <laughs> okay. When I was a child, I, I grew up in India, primarily Delhi, which is the capital of India. I was very influenced by my father. He's a professor and a teacher and one of the things that I learned from him is to study and study really hard. So mm-hmm. I was essentially a good kid, and I, I was just uh, so fascinated by it, the, the knowledge, and, and I would read just about anything at that point.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, the key aspect of that was that I had this intense desire in me to get the knowledge, but at the same time, there was a feeling in me which... Uh, was like a little twister inside of me which will uh, almost could make me feel miserable if I didn't get the answers and I would be propelled to get the answers. So mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. the reason I'm sharing that is that this will continue to my second phase in my life. So it was very, as, as, as a person, as a little uh, child, I observed that I noticed it, but I really did not know and everybody thought it was a good thing.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh-huh. actually
1: my parents... And everybody said, oh, that's great, because I was getting good grades, got into great, you know, good uh, universities, and uh, finally came to the United States for advanced education, got my master's, PhD, and uh, eventually got the MBA and so on and so forth. So it was all in a positive way. Mm-hmm. But that twister had turned, how was becoming, was gaining energy and becoming bigger and bigger tornado inside of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just propelling me to, to know more. And as, as it got bigger, it took a lot more energy from my own body mm-hmm. to the point that I was becoming sick, and I really did not know what to do. And mm-hmm. at that point, I, the only, my core strength was uh, science. So I, I went into scientific literature I was very heavy into quantum physics. Uh, I was searching, uh, reading all kind of self-help books. Uh, Doctor Dyer, Doctor and Deepak, I, I was just all over him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what he came up with, I was. Uh, I would be probably the first one to go through what he was doing. So, but still, I was very, very dissatisfied. I wasn't getting the right answers.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the core, core of my being was still, you know, looking for things. So at one, one time in a, in a gathering, uh, I ran into this uh, person, and he looked at me, and he said, well, you know, take this CD.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And this CD, uh, and I said, well, what is that CD? He said, well, this is a master, and he can uh, tell you about who you really are. hmm So at that point, I was so much into science that I I really didn't care. And I said, well, I don't really, you know, I I don't have time for uh, this kind of master's. Right. So anyway, he looked at me and said, you know you need it, take it. Uh Uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. Anyway, I took it.
0: Let me have you go back just a little bit. Two things. One is, so it sounds like some of what happened with you stemmed from really your parents encouraging you to be, creative to think to pursue things to educate your mind would you say that that's true
1: yes absolutely so they
0: didn't limit you which is awesome because we find that those are the most successful intelligent and happiest people who come from a place of really being stimulated to think and to think on their own and to create their own if you will
1: And that is very true. And I would just uh, simply add a little bit more to it. There is a thinking of binary mind, and -hmm. then there is a thinking of the quantum mind. And as I'll elaborate a little bit later, that a lot of our education system, uh, especially the classical understanding that we have, Mm -hmm. rests on uh, on, uh, essentially a binary type of thinking, which is a very logical uh, left brain type of thinking and that is not enough, that is not, that's, it's, it has to be supplemented.
2: Right, right. And that
1: is what I was kind of learning in some ways that if you're really going left brain all the time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: then you're gonna use up your resources and you basically would be dissatisfied.
0: Mm-hmm. That leads right into the next question which is for the audience purposes, the listeners, Can you talk a little bit more about this feeling? I I understand what you're saying. It felt like there was some sort of unsettling or turmoil within you because you wanted more answers. You wanted to seek out more of something. Can you describe that a little bit more so if there's other people who have felt or feel what you have or what you went through, they can relate a, a bit more to that?
1: Absolutely. The the feeling of being uneasy, uneasy about not having the answers,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, look for more, what else is out there. If somebody tells you, well, there is God, where is God, mm-hmm. you're asking questions, you're not taking the, the word for it. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I was listening to a lot of self-help books at that time and reading and listening and all of that. But I wasn't really... Getting somewhere because I was still in that mode where I was questioning.
2: Mm-hmm. I was
1: questioning everything,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: and I wasn't getting the satisfactory answers. Mm-hmm. So it is it is a great engine that drives uh, modern society, but at the same time, it also can be it can take you to a path of self knowledge or self uh, search
2: mm-hmm. to who
1: you really are and you know where are you what is your core? Mm-hmm. Where, what is the origin of, of, of you as a person, as an individual, right. or a self? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Which not everybody questions. So what would you exactly. say to those people who they might hear this and they might say, why? Well, never felt that way. You know, everything's pretty clear cut and I go down this path and I live this way. What is your response to that?
1: Well, not everybody will question it, you know. As Mm -hmm. I was reading through your uh, website, and I clearly saw that you not only questioned it, Mm -hmm. you actually got to it, Mm -hmm. uh, and you are living it. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that is, uh, and and that really, uh, and you, I think you mentioned a couple of times that. That you are actually you've learned to be in the gratitude mm-hmm. every moment right. of this existence mm-hmm. exactly, and i don 't think you would have understood that before right. your, uh, before You're right. you were identified and you feel, you know knowing that so there is always an incident that actually triggers it, so there are a lot of people who actually get that, but not all of them do get it because. The way this universe is designed is that it's designed for everybody of all different kinds, different color, different sort of ways. That people think different ways, and their situations are all different. Mm-hmm. So uh, some people uh, get it; some people uh, will learn from the others,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, so they just move on their path. Of, but everybody is important. Everybody is doing yes. their own stuff which is very very critical mm-hmm. for the survival of every all of us. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And I do think that it sometimes depends on where people are at in their life circumstances or their environment. You can live a certain life for 30 40 years and then everything changes. So I think that might be part of why some people question things at certain points or not. And that leads into wanting to change or wanting to have answers and things like that. So, so what happened in the next phase after you went through your schooling and education and you got your tape?
1: Yeah, right. So what happened was that now I'm in the phase where I'm essentially doing very well. You know, I have, uh, I'm married. I have two wonderful kids, beautiful wife. I have everything good. But inside of me, the feeling is, and I'm searching. And I'm searching uh, for that for something. I don't. I didn't even know for what. Mm-hmm. Literally. So what? Uh, so this next phase uh, where I ran into uh, a master, which is uh, Maharaj Ji, and I after uh, I listened, I took the CD and I and I played it, and I, that's all I played for one uh, for a week or so, and uh, then I became an aspirant. And essentially, after a year or so, I was I learned the techniques and uh, the the understanding uh, of uh, that one that I got from Maharaji is that how to look within, how to see another person who resides inside of you,
2: mm-hmm. an inner being, mm-hmm.
1: and how to understand that mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. So now I, I, I was getting better as I was practicing the techniques and so on and so forth, but I was not a very good student of Maharaj Ji also because the core desire that was in me, which was a huge tornado, it was still in me. It still mm-hmm. uh, it didn't calm down. Mm-hmm. So I was searching more, asking more questions. So this time I got into another master, Osho, and uh, and I. Listened to probably thousands and thousands of his discourses, and still, and I was at that point I was very clearly understanding that what was going on, and how could I get to a peaceful and a blissful state.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So at this point, I had started calling that as a technology of bliss, Mm -hmm. and I was just absolutely fascinated that how how does this really work? What is at the core of this technology? and how effective it is and how much practical significance it has Mm -hmm. because it could allow you to essentially reset your body and mind Mm -hmm. and you could literally reprogram yourself to pretty much anything that you wanted to. Mm -hmm. So powerful technology. Mm -hmm. So as I was still continuing to search with the scientific literature and now that, that I had this tool from the spiritual side and I was trying to combine the two and I, was, I ran into uh, this uh, fascinating book by Professor Faith Lloyd, Programming the Universe.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it was all about this fascinating concept of quantum bit. When I heard that concept, I was just so fascinated, so inspired, that <laughs> that's all I could think and everything that I could find to read about that uh, concept, quantum bit. What the quantum bit is, it really combines... It's a very simple concept. Uh, what it combine, what it does, is it combines the the zero and one, the binary nature, into a one unified state, single mm-hmm. unified state. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we have switches. All our computers are based on binary language, which is on and off, or one and zero. So, switch can be either either zero position or one position, on position or off position. Now, at the quantum level, all the quantum particles or quantum switches display a state where both one and zero are present in one unified state, mm-hmm. togetherness. Now, this is where, if you are in meditation, you can feel the unity consciousness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You, you see that state of oneness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I immediately relate it to that particular state. And I got just so fascinated by this, and I started writing all this information, and I wrote uh, my first book at that point, Wrote to Digital Divine, where the information is the core, it's the core of our being, our being and everything else around us. And then I just continued uh, to uh, search along the same line. I proposed this concept of quantum self, which is really at the core level of our being, almost like you know, you could think of yourself like an onion, and mm-hmm. you're peeling the layers one by one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So outside you have these binary programs, and inside, if you, as you get to the core, you get to this uh, nature of your own being, mm-hmm. which is really for others. It's just like what you're doing right now. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. it's,
1: you know, you, you, you instinctively found that these are the things that really make you happy.
2: Mhm.
1: Mhm. And these are the these are the uh, these are the qualities and the characteristics of quantum self as well. Mhm. And so that led to my uh, second book, which is the uh, which is the, the joy from deep within nature of your quantum self, which essentially means that if you understand your true nature, which is the quantum self, then the joy from deep within is essentially the result of, uh, of behaving and acting for that nature.
0: Then Road to Digital Divine is more about the answers are within us.
1: Well, the Road to Digital Divine essentially combines uh, external, the, it's, a, it's a lot of it is science, based on science, because I was rooted in science, so it takes you pretty much the basic understanding of what you're looking at everything all your basic perception the the universe that you see through your senses
2: mm-hmm.
1: and what science is describing through the scientific models that universe what is the foundation of that mm-hmm. the foundation of that universe ultimately is in one ingredient according to mm-hmm. according to my understanding at this point which is information mm-hmm. and the information is nothing new we all process information we all we're so familiar with information we live in this information age however we only understand the binary information
2: mm-hmm. there is
1: a quantum information and that information is just truly fascinating to me that information to me is the core of our being and the outside which is external world is based on combination of binary and quantum information so the first book which is the road to digital divine is really about the world the existence what is this world what is this existence all about
2: mm-hmm.
1: and essentially what i've really realized was that to realize joy from deep within you need to know a self, you need to have believe in an assumption that a self really exists,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which means that you, <laughs> you exist, self exists.
2: Mm-hmm. You have
1: to believe that, mm-hmm. and then you have to also believe that there is a, a what is around you also exists the rest, self, and the rest that exist. And if you think that self exists and the rest exists, then combining self and rest is a whole, a whole must exist as well. So these three fundamental assumptions are there. Now what is whole? It could be one plus one equals two or one plus one equals to 11, right? Mm -hmm. So first book is about the rest and the whole. Road to Digital Divine is all about what is around us. Who am I and what's around me? But it does not take you all the way to who you really are because that's where a lot of answers exist. Mm -hmm. But it gives you a good scientific background on what is the nature of matter, what is the nature of mind, what is the nature of combination of mind and matter, and how these are computationally synchronized or linked. The second book is where I start to question the nature of cells, and I start to look at from a point of view of an observer, which is the key figure in the quantum physics. And as you look at the observer, look and observe the world, you have to consider the inner being, the inside, because it's the inside that's really looking at this outside world. And you have to, at some point, combine the inside and the outside. Mm -hmm. And that's where I begin to combine the inner being and the outer being and combining the spirituality with the science.
2: Mm -hmm. So
1: essentially, both the books are all about combining the science and the spirituality.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. So... If one goes down that path to believe that they are one with the universe, does that really conclude then that we are all necessary, every one of us?
1: Every one of us, absolutely necessary. Everything has uh, has a purpose and a meaning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Everything uh, contributes to the existence of one big whole.
0: Right. And that's where I think is key when I was reading through some of your material on your website and things is that the joy can certainly come when people realize that they are meant to be here for a particular purpose or to fit in the puzzle, if you will.
1: Absolutely. And, and that's another part is that, uh, is that a lot of people believe in that they are separate from this one whole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or their group is separate <laughs> they Right. they divide themselves. They tend to divide in so many different ways. Yes. And in some way, it's a, it's a process of creation. It's a process of change, which is okay. But at the core level of your being, everything is one. And if you continue to believe in that oneness, you are well on your path to be happy.
0: And if perhaps everyone thought they were part of one whole... Wouldn't that then alleviate the need for conflict and war and discontentment? Right? There wouldn't. It wouldn't be necessary.
1: Oh, absolutely! Now think of it: if everybody thought like you do today,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how much
1: you can think of how the world will change? Correct?
2: Right. Mm-hmm. You,
1: it's 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 uh, it's it's just that it's uh, if at the core of our being. There's an entity that thinks like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the separation thinking comes at the at the higher level, mm-hmm. at the level that we are,
2: mm-hmm. which
1: you can say higher or lower. Some people would say it's lower exactly. level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's it's a thinking of separation, which really results in conflict, results in distribution of wealth, distribution of power, mm-hmm. distribution mm-hmm. of, con- and the conflict arises, and we are in pain. We're, we're trying to struggle with all these other questions which relate to this uh, separation theme.
0: Absolutely. And
1: that's where the, you lose track of your uh, em- empathy. You, you, you don't have love at that point, mm-hmm. or you have limited love.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: a lot of that uh, great functionality you tend to lose mm-hmm. at some point.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there something key that you could share with the listeners that really helped you to shift into this way of thinking and to learn things that we should all probably know? Because, you know, the other part of all of this is that people like to have an answer or a solution and often, you know, as often as possible, a quick solution, an easy fix, and i know that that's not realistic these things take work and time and commitment to heal to think a different way but is there something you could offer as far as some sort of steps or tips to get to this place
1: well it is it is true that it is a process for all of us mm-hmm. uh, the way we're all designed the way this we're all fit into this puzzle that we're we all our own our own path our own journey mm-hmm. to discover something and it is and everybody can help like you know books can really help uh, all these other speakers authors they're all contributing in some ways to, to make sure that the others get certain some poor part of the message mm-hmm. anyway the full message has to come from within mm-hmm. from individual self Mm -hmm. Now, the thing that I discovered for myself, I can go over that a little bit, is that initially when I was doing uh, this heavy-duty classical thinking, uh, which uh, involved, which I call as binary thinking, uh, a lot of science, classical science is based on that, and that binary thinking, it really leads to a lot of uh, ego ego type of uh, thinking, thinking for self, thinking for separation it doesn't have to but it does unfortunately mm-hmm. it does mm-hmm. you know a lot of people who get involved into that they get into this ego mode where you know the self becomes so important mm-hmm. that everybody else uh, is less important mm-hmm. for them
2: mm-hmm.
1: so for me the realization of that I, it was not about me only
2: mm-hmm.
1: that was very critical
2: yes mm-hmm. and
1: as i went around this thing and saying that i was so little in this big of things in this big giant computer that we are all hooked up to mm-hmm. that I I mattered but I mattered in a very different way than I thought initially right it right. wasn't about uh, about the power it wasn't about the, the money it wasn't about anything else
2: mm-hmm.
1: a lot of it has to do with with uh, being joyful mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. and if you follow your joy you will follow you will get onto this path
2: mm-hmm
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So, for me, the process was knowing that it was about others.
0: Right. That makes a lot of sense. More about others than about me. Yes. Yes. And I want to talk a little bit about joy, because joy is something, obviously, that everybody would love to have and certainly be able to live daily in a place of joy, a sense of joy. Is it realistic, then, to say that you yourself don't ever feel discouraged or depressed or is that human nature and part of the process of going through the journey
1: it is it, it is uh, possible to stay in a highly inspired and joyful state so i'm not going to say it's not possible it is because i've seen people do that mm-hmm. <laughs> now, can I do that? I'm not sure at this point I haven't still achieved it.
2: Uh-huh. I'
1: have struggled all my life to be joyful, and I was very, very miserable at one time. I am a lot less miserable I am a lot more happier now
2: uh-huh. and as
1: i am, uh, as I get this message out and as i as I uh, practice more and more of the techniques and and, and understanding. And as I behave more like the way I know now to behave,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm more joyful.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, the thing is is that the way our modern society, the way we are evolving, there is a duality in this. Mm -hmm. And the duality is that there is a progress, there are things that we get from... Being uh, very much of, uh, of uh, in an ego mode,
2: mm-hmm.
1: all of us do. All our jobs depend on that, and there is no denying that. You know, it has made a lot of progress. You know, right. all the wonderful homes we live in, the society, all of that. You know, there is a contribution of that ego of that ego mode in mm-hmm. the, in in our existence. As you know, there is nothing which is useless. You know, even your anger, even your frustration even, all of these things have a place in a in, in big scheme of things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So the, the thing is to understand more that they're, they are all part of the game suddenly reduces their impact on you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. A- and if you just continue to believe that the joy is more important to you than being right or than to have all these other things, right. then that also kind of helps, you know, mm-hmm. to some people at least. But everybody has to find their own path on mm-hmm. this in this area. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's, some people will get it right away. Others will take time.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just natural.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, so the books then have some of your own story, the journey you've been on, and then actual exercises that people can do themselves. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've, uh, I've uh, given some basics of how to, how to get to that technology, which mm-hmm. is the technology of love, technology of bliss. Uh, and really the technology is, works with uh, understanding. Mm-hmm. So if you can think of uh, what really is an understanding, there are two levels of understanding. One is the uh, mental understanding and then the second is experiential understanding.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: mental understanding is what your mind can grasp.
2: Mm-hmm. So which
1: means that the whole model the whole theory behind all of that the mind has to grasp it. If the mind is grasp grasps this very well then it'll be much easier for you to behave in certain ways so you can experience it. And mm-hmm. once you experience something again you tend to understand. Mm-hmm. And that is another very critical part of understanding because it's the experience that gives you answers, eventually.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think all of what you're saying, and I'm sure what the books allude to, is that we really need to be in a place to be open to questioning and learning and growing and getting out of what may seem normal for us or typical.
1: You're right. And I don't really believe that there is any other mechanism besides that. You have to be open. Mm-hmm. Because it is a journey, it is an open architecture, everybody has to find their own path eventually.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know,
1: you can be a great follower, but as long as you have doubts, you're not going to be a great follower. And the followers really have limitations on how far they can go. So you ultimately have to be your, your own light
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in some way. I like so you that. have
1: to really understand. Yes, and like you are, I, I was just so fascinated I, I, when I was preparing it, and I was just so fascinated, and I just wanted to know what prompted you to do what you were actually doing, and that it just takes so much courage.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's part of what you're saying is, you know, I'm not sure that it always takes a particular event or circumstances to want us to want more answers to create change in our own lives or to create change within ourselves but for me that's certainly how it's been I I just never accepted from the beginning I remember since I was a little girl that this was it so that's kind of been what's in my mind sort of what you were saying is that you had more questions well I always thought this isn't it this life I'm living or this circumstance I'm in this isn't it and as long as I feel that, then I search out for answers, for other people, for things deeper within myself that, of course, I I didn't even think were possible to know or think or feel. And now that's it's amazing that there's even more goodness to feel and more joy, I think, as we progress. Because I think, as you said, it is a journey and it's a lifelong journey. It's not... I think sometimes people get confused especially with some of the guests we've had on the shows thinking that they'll get an answer or a solution or a great book and that's tr- all of that can be true but that's not the end of it that's sometimes only the beginning or only part of the journey if that makes sense to you
1: It totally makes sense it's uh, it's uh, and it is the only this is the way we all are um you know I, it took me 30 years mm-hmm. i can tell you that 30 years to l- realize what i would call as joy from uh from within my being mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I have to tell you that there are a lot of things that I learned later on in my life. They were told to me the way they were early on, mm-hmm. but I n- they never went inside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know I read through them i I guess i you know I understood some part and that i then i didn't understand that uh, i mean i the understanding is such is the nature of understanding is such that you don't understand everything all in once right. it's very difficult somehow we're programmed in a way that if we continue to read the same thing Mm -hmm. you know throughout our lives we will get different meanings out of the same book
2: right so
1: uh, it's kind of (laughs) so it's the same thing that I I think it took me a long time to understand and now if I sometimes I hear the same old books that I you know that I heard or read uh, 10-15 years back Mm -hmm. I get totally different meanings out of those Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i And that's our journey. Unfortunately, you know, we're designed, we're so deep and so complicated inside. And we all want to know that at the core level, Mm -hmm. that what is it that is driving us?
0: Right, right. And, And I think, though, that my opinion is if we had all the answers all of a sudden, then that would take away from the journey and the process and the learning and and maybe even from some of the emotions that we need to learn about to find the joy.
1: Yes, uh, the emotions, the, 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 the logic behind the combination of, 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 of mind and heart, for example, you can say mm-hmm. that. Uh, it's a, it's a lot of people are very emotional. They need, they, you will find that they run into circumstances where they need to know more about the rational people. Right. Then there are some, some people who are so rational... And somehow the algorithm of the universe drives them to learn more about the emotional people.
0: Where could people it's find a, out more about you and get a copy of one of or both of your books, Road to Digital Divine and Joy from Deep Within?
1: Both, both the books are on Amazon and you can also visit my website, uh, ro- Road to Digital or Joy from Deep within.com. Uh, Also, you can learn more about myself, which is hemantgupta.com.
0: I appreciate you being willing to share a part of your story and talk about your books and the research you've done. And I think it's very encouraging to know that there's resources out there for us who are looking for answers, solutions, and just opportunities to learn along our journey. So I thank you very much, Hemant, for being on the show today and for sharing with our listeners.
1: Thank you, Angela. It was
2: my pleasure.